So good evening, everyone. It's great to be here. Um, tonight's talk is uh, I've been invited by my father, who's on retreat, um, to say a little something about an experience I just had, which was um, it was a retreat in the dark. Um, I had the opportunity to um, do this retreat in a dome where they just feed you the food through the slot and they ring the bell and uh, you've got everything you need. You've got a uh, kind of bunk bed and a shower and a little altar space and a place to put your clothes, and you got all of that. It's uh, 68 degrees pretty much all the time. They have a ventilation system, and uh, it's just this really interesting kind of journey. So I'm excited to share a little bit with, about that with you, but I think I want to I want to start by just reading this quote to kind of frame the the talk. Uh, Originally this talk was going to be called, I think on the website it was called Let Go, Let's Go. But I decided that I want to actually call it, the the title that grabs me is All Chips In. So this is a a spiritual uh, poker quote. Um, it's by Adi Ashanti. I know for a fact that Adi Ashanti loves to play poker. <laughs> My friend has played poker with him. so This is what he says. <laughs> he says, It's time to cash in your chips and put your ideas and beliefs on the table. See who has the bigger hand. You or the mystery that pervades you. Time to scrape the mind shit off your shoes, undo undo the laces that hold your prison together, and dangle your toes into emptiness. Once you've put everything on the table, (laughs) once all your currency is gone and your pockets are full of air, All you've got left to gamble with is yourself. Go ahead. Climb up onto the velvet top of the highest stakes table. Place yourself as the bet. Look God in the eyes. And finally, for once in your life, lose. Lose. He says, look God in the eyes and finally, for once in your life, lose. Give in. Let go. So just a moment. Let's just sit with that for a moment. I want to invite you to close your eyes. And I want to invite you here and now with me on a journey. 
in some sense, this is this is my a sharing of my personal journey, but I think it's applicable to all of us. I want to invite you to just sense what does it mean to to put all your chips in on yourself. Can you remember a time where you just decided that you were going to do something and you're just going to give it your all and you're going to commit? Let's just feel that. And then when you do, you can let that go. And just to paint the landscape of what we're talking about, you can imagine that you've entered this this space, this room, and it's a dome, maybe 12 feet in diameter, 12 or 14 feet. And there's just the sound of the wind, just kind of the air pipes gently going in the background, kind of a soothing drone. And three times a day, there's a little ring, and you hear through the slot, someone's rummaging, someone's sliding through some Tupperware, and you kind of know what it's going to be. It's going to be oats and fruit in the morning. And then some kind of, maybe four or five hours later, it's going to be rice and vegetables. And then it's going to be uh, soup and tortillas. Just feel into that. What would it be like? You, what's what happens inside of you when you think about being in this dome? How do you feel? Notice your body. What's happening in your body? How do you feel about being with yourself? So we'll just kind of take a moment just to conclude this pondering. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes. I'm actually curious. I wonder if anyone wants to share what, what was that like? Did anyone have any reactions? Positive, negative? felt like being in a womb. I felt very um, protected from everything. First sensation is panic. Uh, second is there's nothing I can do about anything outside, so I don't have to worry about anything outside. Mm-hmm. Any last one? 
I felt really happy inside. I remember when you talked with us last time that you did for a week. It just seemed like so appealing to me. I have to try to fit that in and find out how to register for it or something because it just sounds so intriguing one week. I don't know about three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so tonight I, I want to talk about this. I, I wrote on lots of different papers, but honestly, the way that this dome experience was, it was it was kind of like entering this other realm, this other portal. You could say it was a portal. And so I thought tonight, I'm going to give the talk uh, a week from now, and in that talk it'll be like a structured talk, like a Buddhist talk, you know, with, Themes and numbers and bullet points. But for tonight, I, I just thought I'd do this sort of more like stream of consciousness and just see what wants to come through. And then when it seems right, then we could just maybe open it up and see if you have any reflections or questions or anything like that. Does that sound good? I think what I'll do is I'll just um, kind of go basic timeline through the the arc of the journey and just give some rough sketch, see what comes through. Just a show of hands, who was here for the last talk? Was anyone here? A bunch of you. Okay. Yeah, so I'll just, for those of you who weren't here, I'll, I'll just give a couple of the basic logistics of how the process works. So the, there's this wonderful retreat center in Guatemala um, called the Maha Devi Ashram. And uh, it's this incredible little gem of a place. Um, it's uh, right, it's like in a valley up the hill from um, the sacred lake Atitlan, which is kind of a power vortex. It's a really energetic. You really feel the energy of the lake and the energy of the land and the energy of the environment when you're when you're there. And this um, this ashram is really uh, very beautiful in the sense that it was created um, by a um, German man and a Bulgarian woman, and it really they they came to the lake. They had a prayer for and a center. And they didn't have much money at all. They really just came with this prayer. And somehow through the power of their practice, this incredible sacred space, they, they built this space, and it's built with bamboo and very like ecological um, building materials. And there's, a, a, there's this real ethic of um, being in harmony with nature, there's very little waste, which was very inspiring and also very depressing to me coming back and just feeling how much consumption I have. And that's just part of my life here. It's very, a lot to think about along those lines. Another thing that really struck me about just the way that this ashram was, I think it's helpful to just paint a picture of the ashram because it's really that was the space that I was entering. 
I think if I was at some other place, you know, the idea of doing 21 days of retreat would feel a lot more kind of daunting in some way. But the the field of the ashram, the Mahadevi ashram, Mahadevi means like the great goddess in in Hindu. It's a Hindu ashram, and there is very much this energy of um, the sacred feminine and the sense that everyone on the land is kind of held in this very sacred field, a very loving field. So when I, you know, I have, I went last time, I went about a year and a half ago for a week. It was really just one of the peak experiences of my life to be in the dome and be in the process of the dome. And I knew that I had to come back to this place. One thing that was very encouraging going into the dome, you know, this dome is kind of booked up. For some people, they'd be like, how would you, uh, you know, why would you do that? You get all sorts of reactions to people and talking about it. But actually, this, this dome is like pretty much booked solidly, you know. And I'm hoping that anyone listening to the talk, it's going to be more and more booked. But the guy before I went in, I, I had the privilege to talk with the guy who was in right before me. And it was very inspiring. There was a, a Haitian guy. And he went in for 49 days. But that's not, that's not all of it. This guy went in for 49 days and he didn't have any meditation training. He did, he was a Qigong guy. Uh, he had learned Montauk Chia's Qigong, and so he went in and he just thought, I want to see how far I can go by myself. I'm just remembering, you know, uh, we were sitting out the, the ashram, there's these kind of dormitories, uh, really, it's like, it's very cool, like there's all this kind of, you're basically in a jungle, but there's like dormitories and flowers, and um, so I was, I was hanging out with him after he had gotten out, and he just had this total aura of peace about him. And he told me that for the first 25 days, he was doing his qigong really intensely, and he was working it. And, and then the guy who was feeding him, I don't know if it's too loud, but yeah, it's okay. The guy who was feeding him, he said, you know, you might try meditating. <laughs> he thought about it. And so the guy um, offered this uh, meditation, it's called the Hridaya meditation, where you focus on the heart center, and it's in the Vedanta tradition. He actually, he told me he didn't really get into it, he didn't like the idea of this, or it didn't work for him. So then he said, okay, I'm just going to try my own meditation, I'm just going to do natural meditation. And so he said, just no technique, he would just sit and no technique. 
and the way that he described it was very much like, whoa, this is like the highest teaching of Tibetan Buddhism, like no technique, just sit and open. Or Zen, you know, just this kind of very simplicity. And I felt like so much joy in him telling me this because it just was like, wow, like I could tell that whatever happened, he got it. Whatever it is, he got it. And it, 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 I think that it, it cues into this thing that actually truth is in us already. And he just had this space and this time, and he said, you know, I, I went in, when I started practicing, it was like worlds just started opening. So that was a really um, kind of magical way to enter my time in the dome. I felt like, wow, well, if this guy can do 49 days and no training, then I think I'll be all right. So... Um, the way I kind of approached this experience was because I knew that I had done it once for a week, I just figured I was doing three seven-day retreats. I figured I can make it through a week, and then I'm just going to do three of those. <laughs> and the funny thing was it really was, it felt like there was three, three kind of three retreats. So, just a little background on my practice. I'm I practice in the uh, I practice mostly in the Tibetan tradition, and primarily you could say it's somatic meditation, which means that the emphasis is really about learning how to be in the body. The view is that our body, through our senses, through our breath, we're always connected to the here and now. So with that in mind, if we can just get out of our thinking or analysis, our body knows how to be. Now, sounds easy, sounds Maybe it sounds sim- it's simple, right? Simple, but not always easy. One of the things, uh, just as a theme to bring in about darkness retreat is, you know, in going in for twenty-one days, it's a long it's a long time. You know, the the mind can't quite wrap itself around twenty-one days. There's sort of some way that the first retreat, seven days, it's kind of like you can count the days. You're, you know, it's a challenge. 
but you can kind of like, you're working this thing with time and from day two, day three, you know, 21 days, it's a, it's, it's a bigger game than that. And, and I love what my teacher, uh, my teacher Reggie, he gave a, a talk on darkness retreat and he said, the thing about darkness retreat, and this is what I would say, the thing about darkness retreat is there's no breaks. There's just no breaks. So like my only, you could say my only precept or my only rule was just to stay in the dome. I just figured as long as I stay in the dome, something's going to (laughs) happen. Which was a real relief. It it kind of felt like... um, then within that one thing, I'm free to be or explore um, just whatever happens. Whatever happens, happens. But the thing is, is that it's a moment by moment by moment experience. There's no, you know, normally we're engaged with objects that take our attention. You know, so our email or the next tax, task that we have to do. We're so visually oriented. But in the darkness, there's nothing for our minds to grab onto. So what there is, it puts us really viscerally into the body. I I almost want to pause and just see if there's like a question or if anyone's burning with the thought. Yeah, it's perfectly dark. (laughs) Okay, there's one caveat. So there's this moment when there's a slot, okay? There's a slot where the food goes through. It's a double slot. And every now and then there's like a little shaft of light that will come through there. So I was like, am I cheating because I saw that light? But no, it's, it's dark, dark. But I'll, this is a good point. I'll get back to that. I did. <laughs> okay. So this. So now we're going to descend a little deeper into the journey. I'm going to be quiet for a moment. first thing I'll say is like you, you would think that the dark, the, at first thought you'd think that the dark is dark. You know, it's black. I know what black is like. But what happens as you're acclimating to the dark is your senses dilate. Everything, your, the, you could say the field of your soma is opening. It is very much, it is, it is really one of the most vivid experiences that I have ever had. You know, for those in the shamanic world, I would say it's, not that I know anything about this, but it's like, 
It's like ayahuasca without the ayahuasca. And, and what I mean, I mean something very literally. So what happens when we go into the dark for longer periods of time is our brain chemistry totally changes. What happens is normally we're so externally focused. Um, yeah, we're in that mode of consciousness normally. But when we go into the dark, there's changes in the thalamus and the hypothalamus and, and in the pituitary gland. And there's kind of like you're going inside. Instead of going out, it's like all of your energy and all of your life force and all of your awareness is now really in the body. And that's what's happening with that. As you breathe more and more fully through your spine, this is the key. This is the key to somatic meditation. Somatic meditation says that when you really breathe into your belly, it's like, it, or like the hara in like martial arts, there's an energetic center here. And it's kind of like where presence is sitting in the belly. And then there's this kind of updraft, you could say of chi or kundalini. There's this upward draft up the spine. Um, the central channel. So right in front of the spine, there's this, this bundle of nerves. And it's, it's really where presence is living in our body. And what happens is when the breath flows here, it's like this uh, super highway opens up for life force. The life force just starts opening through the core of our body. And normally our breath is so kind of like constricted, we're stressed, we're late for the bus, we're late, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not breathing really deeply into our body. But once this happens, there's this flow of the life force. And that, I don't know how it works, but it gets visionary. So one thing to know, so in the, in the beginning of the retreat, there's these Montauk Chia he has on his website. There's basically this progression of neurochemicals that happens in your brain. Um, first, there's this kind of like sleep forever phase where a lot of melatonin is being released in your brain. So in the beginning, it's like you just want to keep on like hitting the alarm clock. Because finally you don't have to get up for work. And I knew that from my last retreat, and so it was really great. There's some sense of like, um, I will say like, I didn't put a lot of pressure on myself. I just figured whatever happened would happen. So there's that phase, but you kind of can't sleep for 21 days. I, I tried, but I couldn't sleep for the whole time. And so then you, at, at some point, you roll over from your, your... I was on the floor for the first week, and then I was in the bunk in the second two weeks. You get out of bed, and you're like, okay, i got to do something. Um, so, you know, a lot of it is that your body 
Your body has a life of its own. That's what I want to say. Normally we feel like we control the body. So we're doing, we're making up, we're, we're looking a certain way, we're presenting ourselves to people. In the dome, there is, is just the opposite. In the dome, the body is running the show. And the thing that's really interesting here is it's the juice of the ride. The juice of the ride is that you are in your experience. Do people know what I mean when I say that? It's not, it's not very conceptual. It's not very theoretical. It's like you feel exactly how you feel. And where you feel tension you feel tension. In fact, that's where your attention is going, is where you feel tension. And that is really the journey of darkness retreat, is that you become so intimate with your tension. And it's this weird thing where on the one hand you have all this space and time, but you have nowhere to go with it. So it seems like you could just chill, right? The deal is you could just chill. But you can't quite just chill. (laughs) Because there's this energy and it wants to do things and it's got places to go, but you've got nowhere to go. What became very clear, um, what becomes clear in the dome is this notion of the pain body. Eckhart Tolle, in his book, The Power of Now, he talks about the pain body. And the way that I experienced it in the dome is like there's, it's basically like peeling back an onion. So the first level is this tension, like we're just tense, we're gripping. And we start, we start to feel that we're gripping. I started to feel that I was gripping. And pretty much the first week, <laughs> you know, I have, um, th- there's this theme that I, I'm writing about. It's the, the theme uh, of somatic meditation is relaxing the body into being. Just that we can relax our body into being. I would say the first week I could not sell the book that I was experiencing. If I were to title the book of the first week, I would call it Detonating and Jackhammering the Body into Submission, (laughs) known as Peace. (laughs) Which was like, I just was struggling really hard. It was like, I I would sit... But actually, you know, I'm, there's like, it's like from the core of my body, there's this ripple, there's this tremble, there's this shake, there's this something that wants to come out. And I don't know, I, I want to let it out, but I don't even know how to let it out. So it was very, um, it was very interesting. 
And, and in that time, um, the first week, there was a kind of like, I would say, maybe for those of you who have gone on retreat, do you know the experience of a life review? It's like all these flashing ups, especially of the things that you're not proud of. That's what happened. Let's pause. Does anyone have any questions, thoughts, anything? Perkley. Hello. I'm curious about your acclimation back into the light. And that might be, you might get to that later, but I'm really curious how you go from mm-hmm. 21 days of darkness to like coming mm-hmm. back into the world. Yeah. We'll talk about that then. Yeah. I'll just keep going. Yeah, that's good. So the, the important part that I would say about the first week is, is that um, for me, you know, on a personal level, I've always had a hard time breathing in a natural way. And what happened was somehow by the grace of whatever, finally, you know, I was efforting a lot, but finally it was like this passageway really started to open in the core of my body. And it opened the, you could say, the connective tissue around my diaphragm opened. And when some, when that opened, when certain shifts happened, it was like it was a night and day difference. Um, suddenly there was there was ease and there was space in my body where there had never ever 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 been space. And that was what started to open more and more over the arc of time. It's like there'd be these openings that would happen. And as the, as the breath could flow into my body, um, more sensitivity and more awareness started circulating. So this outer level, there's the tension. And then, you know, I was working a lot with tension the first week. And, but the amazing thing is when you're in the dark, your system is getting cooked. It, you know, there is no breaks. There's just experience unfolding and unfolding, and unfolding, and unfolding. And you hear the, you, you would hear the birds in the morning, maybe like four, five, six o'clock, for a couple hours, and then you hear the crickets in the evening. And it's this beautiful thing for me, one of the most beautiful things about the retreat was coming into a whole different kind of feeling of time. Do you ever go out to the country and you're out there and you just lose track of time? And you're in the timeless world of nature. It was like I could feel the nature of the ashram all around me. And somehow it was like the soma, the body, just started remembering nature, feeling nature. And the and it was the only way I could describe it is is that it was very comforting. It was deeply comforting to start to feel the rhythms of nature, like 
working on my mind, just very gently relaxing the mind, relaxing my wired up Bay Area, get it done, look at the iPhone, do the email, just something else, more gentle, more gentle, more gentle. So that first week there was a lot of energy moving up and down my spine and then something opened. And what opened was really, it, it was like the energy finally, the breath started going right, right into the heart center, into my heart center. And that was probably one of the most wild, I mean, it was very powerful. One thing that feels like worthwhile to share is just that I started to realize why I was so tense. And why I was so tense was just I didn't want to feel what was in my heart. And I think that's how actually the human being is wired up. It's like to feel, to really let ourselves feel, we can't discriminate what we feel. We're opening this field of feeling. I had a client last night, and she said it so well. I'm going to read you what she said. She, we were doing a, I do somatic work with people, and we were sitting across from each other, and she was feeling her heart, and this is what she said. It's like the densest density, and then there's this, like, the most openest openness. It's like that kernel, that all the matter in the universe is packed into there. That's how I would describe it. It's like I'm breathing into my heart and it just feels like, whoa, this is just so intense. And at some point, I was fasting the second week. I didn't fast all week, but I fasted for four days. And I knew that fasting would just kind of, there's something about fasting, it's like it just kind of breaks you down, you can't quite do what you normally do. And at some point I just realized that I could not will my experience open. And so one of the profound shifts was that I just felt like I need to call on a higher power here. I think sometimes in Buddhism, you know, we get our meditation instructions and we do our instructions and there's a sense like we're, we know how to do it and we've got to stick with the program and we just stick with it and we're with ourselves. If that's not your experience, awesome. But that's often my experience. But there's this sense that I just had to open to something bigger. And so a lot of it... Um, was just a, a sense of devotion, a sense of opening. For me, I just, I called on, uh, I called on the Buddhas, actually. I just called on the Buddha Amitabha, and I started doing the mantra, and I just said, just heal me, help me. And that was profound. There was something profound, whether or not there's a, 
there was a force on the other end, just the, the act of opening and feeling that I could not do it myself kind of put me in a new place where I felt like I could receive. Yeah. One of my favorite teachings, it's like now, it's like, I feel like it was the theme of the retreat. Um, there's a wonderful meditation teacher, his name is Chokinima Rinpoche. And he just wrote this book, it's called Sadness, Love, Openness. And I would say that was really kind of the journey that the dome was. It was like at first I felt really like I was tense and then I realized I was under that tension I was feeling a lot. And then I started to just kind of let myself bit by bit learn how to feel the space in my heart. Actually, I just want to invite you for a moment just to feel your heart. Just to let the breath come right into the center of the chest. And just see what's here. Just notice how it feels. feel how like the space in the room suddenly there's a more of an openness in the space. And let's just be at the center of the openness in this space. Right now, just no manipulation, you're just right at the center of the universe. In every direction, there is space. And there's the simplicity as we're here, we're just present here and allowing our experience to be. And feeling what we feel. And resting into it. You feel how the body suddenly becomes like a field. Field of vibration. 
humming aliveness. Yeah, so when you're ready, we can come back in the room. Or keep your eyes closed, stay with it. It's like we just dropped a level. I think this actually leads really well into kind of the third week. In the third week, what happened was that I just uh, discovered that underneath tension, there is a whole world inside the body. You know, in what happened basically was just that the space, it's like the tension kind of dissolves, erodes, just gets eaten up or metabolized by the space. And most of the time, at least up until very recently, it's like you you kind of feel like you are the tension. Like that's who, you know, it's the found, gives kind of a sense of here I am in space. But more and more as this sense of just resting in openness in the body happens, it's like the field of the body just starts opening and expanding in every direction. And there's this notion, it's a theme, a major theme in Buddhism, this theme of emptiness. You know, the mind is empty. But I would say that's actually a very literal description of what the body is. That we have this tension, we have this, these emotions that we haven't felt, And then for most of us, we have this trauma, we have fear, we just have primal fear in our body. But that's not everything. And somehow when we sit and we be and we open and we just keep opening, opening, we can discover that the space is alive. That the space is the life force. I'm hesitating to share this, but I'm going to share this anyway. There was this time, you know, one of the biggest celebrations, and I'm going to end in a moment. There was a celebration it was like just this process of allowing, just continuing to be with experience. It just continued and it would just, it just started to open more and more and more. 
And at some point, I just felt like I was no longer watching my experience. I was just right in my experience, right at the center of my experience. And so I wasn't like trying to be over myself. It was like just really in the inside of myself. And then in every direction, there's space. And I have to say that this is probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. That there's a kind of confidence that comes from being in the body and being as the body and not thinking about it. In fact, it felt, for Warriors fans, it kind of felt like, you know the Warriors before Kevin Durant was on your team? It was kind of like, at the end of the retreat, it felt like Kevin Durant got traded to my team. (laughs) You know, and you're watching this guy shoot basketball, and you're like, whoa, this guy can do everything. And then, at the very end, something weird happened. It wasn't like Kevin Durant was on my team. It was actually like for a moment, for just something happened. It was like, it was almost like I just became Kevin Durant. (laughs) No, that has since changed. (laughs) But it was, it was inspiring. It was a feeling like, wow, I can do anything. This body, this soma, this intelligence, this life force, this awareness can do everything. It is one. It is integrated. So this is my all chips in talk, and I want to end by uh, with a, a little, some lyrics from one of my favorite artists, uh, Jose Gonzalez. So the song is called "Every Direction." In every direction, I'm tempted to sing it. Still protecting the magic feather. Holding tight to your supporting crutch Writing scripts on worn-out leather Still waiting on a divine touch Try to ride on waves of activity In every direction You're the center and you're always free In every direction You're the center and you're always free In every direction I'm in a quandary because we have five minutes, so I'm imagining there's should have been a lot more time for questions, but I think maybe we'll just leave it. And if you have questions, you can talk at the end in chat. So we'll just close with a little bit of um, loving kindness meditation and a little dedication of merit. Again, let's just drop into our center. Feel the openness in every direction. 
and just let your heart smile in every direction. Feel that warmth just radiating out in all directions. And then as we breathe, let's just feel these these thoughts, these kind thoughts. May all beings everywhere be happy. May all beings everywhere be peaceful. May all beings everywhere be free. Just at the center, loving everyone. And at home within yourself. May whatever virtue comes accumulated from our sharing and meditation tonight, we dedicate to all those who are suffering. Whatever insight and joy we have found, we willingly and happily share with all beings. Whatever merit our practice has generated, may it be multiplied to infinity for the happiness and welfare and complete enlightenment of all beings everywhere. You all be happy. May you all find peace and freedom. And just also a couple announcements. Um, if you're interested in learning more about somatic meditation, I'm will be teaching a day long with my father at Spirit Rock on September 29th, and the title is called "Embodying Presence: Relaxing the Body into Being." So, and uh, I also, yeah, I also do work as well, if you're interested along those lines. Okay, thank you.